Welcome to Live Healthy Now with Nicola Mercer, a weekly show helping you get clear on the power of building sustainable, healthy habits to live the happy, strong life you are craving. It's time to stop waiting for happiness and burning yourself out trying to reach it. Each week we'll share insights into the world of health and well-being to help you learn which habits are the right ones for you without the overwhelm and confusion you feel right now. It's time to strip back and lay out the truth about why taking better care of yourself is the answer to the happy life you're striving so hard to create. Hi and welcome to today's episode of Live Healthy Now and today's episode is a very different one to anything that I've done before. It's very exciting because I'm here with three lovely guests, not just one guest today, you're getting four for the price of of one or two as it might often be. So I have three amazing ladies who volunteered to jump on the podcast for this week's episode to help recognise, celebrate and support the Global Awareness Day for Menopause. So what we've decided to do is have a kind of coffee style chat, pretend we're in a Starbucks or your other favourite coffee venue and you're here joining four friends who are talking all things menopause and women's health and let's just see where it goes. So I have with me Shakira, Helen and Sam. Thank you, first of all, for joining and welcome to the podcast, everyone. Thank Thank you you for having me. me. You're all very welcome. So to kick off, maybe we should just share a little bit about what we've known about menopause as we were growing up and approaching it. Just for the record, we're all somewhere in the perimenopause, menopause journey, so we're all very experienced personally with it. But maybe start with you, Shakira. What did you know about it when you were younger? What were you told about it by maybe your mum or your right. other, you know, female so, yes, family I'm members? Perimenopausal. I've been in, I started at 39, I'm now 42, so I'm two years and a bit in. I think looking back to when my mum used to talk about it, it was very much known as the change. Um, back then she definitely because when we're talking and reflecting back now there was no mention of perimenopause that word wasn't on anyone's radar it was just you know you're having a moment midlife oh you're going through the change and like I said speaking to my mum she's been very open which is amazing because when I realized what was happening to me we were both like no you're too young like this could not be happening but obviously now through educating myself and the women I work with we realize it's totally normal but I just feel back then there wasn't people weren't talking about it not like now I'm talking about it all the time it's all over my social media my 19 year old daughter when I hear her talking to her friend she's like maybe your mum's in perimenopause it sounds like the symptoms yeah seriously she's picked up so much now so she's talking openly about it this is probably too much information I'm on a dating app at the moment I was talking to somebody and he was like what do you do and then I explained what I do and he was like wow why do women need a coach for menopause so then when I explained it was really like not in a rude way he said it in a real lovely way so then when I explained he was like oh my gosh more men need to know about this so it's really good now we're seeing more people opening up and talking about it but definitely there's still a lot of taboo unfortunately there's a lot of stigma in certain communities where women don't want to open up and talk about it but I think we're slowly we're slowly seeing the difference compared to like I say when I 
think back to when my mum was, as it was then, going through the change. Mm. She didn't really have any support. She was just told to get on with it. HRT then wasn't really an option. I don't even know really if she actually went to her doctors. She just bought this book, if anyone's heard of it. It's called um, Eat to Beat the Menopause. And it changed everything for her. She completely changed her nutrition. She started exercising more. So she, back then, so she's 69 now, and I think she started going through it maybe 42. We've worked it out. She just decided to change her nutrition, stop drinking alcohol, stop smoking, and then just start exercising more. So she was already doing those things, but she definitely suffered. So I think looking back and watching how she suffered, I was like, there is no way I'm suffering. Like, you don't earn a medal to suffer with menopause, whereas I think a lot of women still mm. think suffering's normal. Let me just get on with it. Yeah, um, that, that's actually very progressive for that, you know, back then, as you say, yeah. for that age. If you think 25, 28 years ago, that's quite forward thinking to realise maybe I can change what I eat and exercise. And so that's amazing. And for you to then have being part of that that's great and so Helen I know you have I don't know if your daughter's an older teenager or early 20s is she so that's interesting what Shakira said about her daughter starting to talk about it how is that with you yeah definitely I think you know we have conversations you know when I'm not feeling great like she can be like oh is that a symptom of perimenopause do you think and then I'm kind of like yeah, actually, and she's so she recognises that I'm in that perimenopause phase. You know, I'm 46, and I think I've probably been in it. Oh, if I'm honest, probably about three or four years of it gradually. You know, getting the symptoms. Um, you know, more anxiety, all of those things, and it's good to be able to say to her actually that this is part of it, but we can do things to make change. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And and how about you, Sam? What did you know from your mum growing up? Was it a taboo subject? Oh, yeah, absolutely, Nicola. It was... Um, I, so I'm uh, 54 next month and I'm post-menopause. Um, and um, when I was growing up, which was in the 70s and 80s, um, just didn't get talked about at all. Uh, my mum was she had a surgical menopause because she had a hysterectomy in her mid-30s and um, so you know all of that happened you know uh, in that period of her life and um, that happened very soon after I was born so I didn't even experience that because I was like a bairn sort of thing but I also lived aside from the fact that it, it didn't get talked about again, like Shakira said, it was called the change. Um, but I, I wasn't in. I didn't. I was. I'm sort of like it's. My family didn't really talk about all sorts of subjects like the change, sex, pregnancy, any of those drugs. You know, it just was. There weren't subjects that were talked about really back then. Um, so. Yeah, I really had no knowledge of it at all, and um, and I, and I, you know, and even growing up, um, not really because it isn't really until recently, you know, perhaps over the last sort of ten, you know, fifteen years that it's really started to be spoken about. So, I I started started to experience symptoms and had no idea that I, I was in perimenopause because, like, I. All I knew was the change and it was hot sweats when you were in your 50s. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know. And, and 
going. Yeah, that, that, that's what's kind of harmed us in a way because we've yeah. just had this belief that it was going to be all about the hot sweats. And for me, it was definitely the mood change. I, I've got yeah. this memory of me, mum, yeah. almost like literally rubbing her hands in glee going, wait until it's your turn. You know, <laughs> like that because she was so bad. Yeah. And I think I was so bad as a teenager, you know, I started to rebel when I got to that 15, 16 year old point and that was probably the worst time it could have happened for her because yeah. that's you know when she was struggling the most and and so yeah it was it was the change it's awful it's hot flushes and it's year old yeah yes. um, yeah 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 you're over the hill aren't you, you yeah <laughs> end, end of life yeah. Yeah. Well, I remember that yeah growing up of like well this is it like yeah you know you get to the change and your life's just that's it now and it's like yeah and I do remember that that sort of negative feeling around the menopause mm. and I you know my mum yeah. did really suffer and I look back now and think you know quite often that she'd be quite tearful moody and at the time I never really understood why and it was never talked about and it was you know menopause was this really dark horrible thing where you get hot sweats and you know your period's all over the place and you know you just go into a dark place and that's kind of how I saw it and that and you just accepted that it's like well that's just what happens but you know being able to see now when we educate ourselves actually how much we can do to help ourselves but I think back then like for my mum it was like well that that that's it you just have to accept that this is what's happening and you can't change Mm. it Mm, yeah, that's it. and I think accept it. it. Mm. It's sad, isn't it? That as you said, Shakira, your mum didn't go for any help at the doctors, and back then, for many women, it was it was the attitude of, well, I just have to make it the best of it, sort of thing. I've just got to put up with yeah. it and mm. and make it, you know, as or live as well as I can. And I know certainly from when I started work probably back like 25 years ago a couple of women I worked with who were going through it would talk about it but in a in a kind of mocking type of way because I don't think they felt comfortable and it was embarrassing mm. they'd be go, oh I'm having another one of me hot flushes and oh do you know it's just the way I am I'm getting old and and so you learn those things and then we've taken all of those on board to mm. make it something that we should be scared about and dread definitely mm. Yeah. So th- this brings us on to one of the questions that someone asked, which was about how will I know when I'm in perimenopause? Oh. And you mentioned one of you, you know, perimenopause is a really new term. I don't think I'd heard about it until two, three years ago. I think it was as I came into this space, if I'm honest. So it's a very new word for us to be using and it thankfully is being put out and shared much much wider there's lots of talk and different things happening like tv programs and books and podcasts and so on you know events even to help raise this awareness of perimenopause but the challenges as some of you've mentioned you know we think the symptoms to watch out for are those ones we've heard about from the past like hot flushes the mood swings but actually there's so many more symptoms. I mean, the list isn't even defined in a number sense. Some people say there's 37, some people say there's 65. I've heard Dr. Louise Newson, who's obviously a very mm. big menopausal mm. advocate and support globally, but based in the UK, will say there's you know definitely 70, 80 plus symptoms. And the ones that she recently stated from a study they've done 
that were at the top of the list were the psychological ones. Yeah. Hot mm. flushes were way down the list. Yeah. And and so this is really hard. And Shakira, you said you were late 30s. Helen, you think you're, you were mid 40s. I'm 47. Yeah. I think, I don't know, there's many things I've had that I could say earlier, but definitely for me, the past eight months have really become apparent and perimenopausal. Yeah. Mm. So it's hard, it's, isn't it, to know, to know, like, because there's not a defined age, they're actually saying early 40s could be quite typical now for things to change. So I think I would say, in answer mm. to that question and, and what I preach a lot, you probably see me preaching on my social media, I always say to women from 35 and they're like, what? Are you serious? And I'm like, 35 is the point where you need to really start being in tune with your body, listen to your mind, check if you've never checked what's going on with your menstrual cycle, this is the time now to start keeping a diary, checking what's going on with your cycle, checking in with yourself and not being afraid to realise, oh, maybe I weren't having those emotions before. And it's not saying you're going through and like waking up every day going is this it am I in perimenopause because you're never you're never truly gonna know I say I was 39 but if I really really think that back there maybe was a chance I could have been like late 37 I'm thinking around 37 38 I started to experience a bit of rage and I didn't know why but I just thought it was because my contraception wasn't right and and I think a difficult thing as well, if you're like me, I'm on the marina coil and I have been for a long time. So the thing of checking your cycles can be really difficult. And that was the first thing the doctor said to me, what about your cycles? And I was like, have you not read my notes? I'm on the marina coil, I don't have cycles. But I can tell you all these different things have been happening to me because I think you need to really make sure you're aware of what this can be subtle change and like you said hot flushes I didn't even start getting them until a year into my menopause it wasn't the first year mine was recurring UTI serious bloating all other things that you would never associate with as now we know it's called perimenopause so I think you're never going to exactly know but if you don't check in with yourself your cycles your weight gain we have to be honest like the measurement of your waist is a very big indicator your energy levels aches and pains these are things that people don't talk about enough mm. um forgetting your sentences I just thought it was oh, yeah. for me I thought it was oh it was covid and I was teaching loads online so even when I'd be teaching an exercise class I've got my class written out and I'm like bloody hell I'm oh sorry I'm still <laughs> forgetting my words I'm just checking that one to arrive so really like not scaring yourself because I don't want to scare people but I just think women in their 30s do need to start engaging in this conversation and the more you're aware of it possibly happening then the more you can start to make those subtle tweaks mm. to your nutrition the subtle tweaks to your you know your the way you move your body and just just be aware really and we they they do need to engage in the conversation because they may not even suffer and this is the thing I say to people not everyone's going to suffer but you will experience some of the symptoms whether it's mild whether it's moderate or whether it's extreme you will experience them so just pay attention to what they are pay attention to your body document everything so that when you do present to the doctors and this isn't me slagging off GPs but I just know from my experience, I had to come with my evidence because I was being fobbed off. You're too young. You might yeah. want to have children. Mm. I'm like, I, trust me, I've yeah. got one. I don't want any more. Like my daughter yeah. was 18 then, well, 17 then. Why am I going to be having more children then? So come, I know it's I'm like doing this, <laughs> but just come with it. And also what I do say to people is think about maybe one day you at this, 
and then the next day you felt a bit funny if you start to see that pattern as well that also can be an indicator because we know that you know even though i still drink coffee it triggers hot flashes alcohol is not our best friend anymore mm. but if you're because i'm thinking yeah my hangovers were starting to get not like i was drinking loads but i was just thought oh it's because i exercise so much i can't but it was actually my body now beginning to say you can't really process alcohol because you're in perimenopause babes yeah so, <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean it's like just listening out and not to be scared of listening out because then you can take action yeah. Otherwise, we just end up suffering. Mm. And, and has anyone done anything mm. that's helped them to track? Have you used something, Sam? You're nodding. Have you done yeah. that? Yeah, I did once, obviously, um, once I knew what was happening, um, because it did take me, it was actually somebody else that said to me, think you might be in perimenopause, Sam. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because, um, and it was very much the emotional side of things and the mood mm. swings, uh, uh, aside from the physical symptoms. But the thing that I used once I knew about it was I used the Balance app, which is... Uh, yeah. a good um, one. It is great because mm. that you can log it all there and yeah. anything that isn't there to be logged... Um, you can write down and keep a track of that as yeah. well. So that's yeah. that's what I did um, in order to in order to be able to then have a conversation with the, with my GP and uh, the menopause practitioner at the clinic, who, who unfortunately is no longer there, which is another problem mm. that we're facing as women is we don't get the support mm. in the clinics. Um, but it was it was helpful to have that information and, and and I would recommend that up to anybody, you know, just for information as well and for community, you know, and just mm, get it yeah. known. But I would say like Shakira, be in tune with your body because you know your body better than anybody. Yeah. And if your feeling changes physically or or mentally, something's going on. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I did. So sorry to answer your question, Nicola, is yes, the Balance app is what mm-hmm. it, I found it, yeah, priceless for me. And I've recommended it to lots and lots of people. Yeah, and I'll pop the link mm. in the show notes too because I recommended as well. And the great yeah. thing you can do is download from there. Shakira, if you couldn't see, was holding almost a pile of paper. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you can actually download like a report yes. from the Balance yeah. app, which yes. summarises everything. And, yeah. and that's what I've said to a lot of women is have that when it, you know, we're, we're saying go to EGP, yeah. not everyone will seek medical yeah. support, but we, yeah. we've touched on this. You don't have to suffer if you are struggling. Yeah. It isn't about yeah. getting that medal because you've managed it without Definitely. HRT. Yeah. You know, you can go for help even if it's not HRT you want, but take the information because I know in my own experience, I haven't had an easy experience with my doctors. There isn't a female health specialist. There's not a menopausal qualified doctor. Do you know what? Actually, when you say that about being, um, there isn't a female, I actually went to a nurse practitioner who was a female. um, And I used to be a nurse. And um, I'd actually worked with her previously. And she was, no, you're too young. Are you having hot flushes? And I was like, no. And she's like, well, your periods... And, and the thing was, why I went was my periods were so heavy. Like, mm. I couldn't go out for a walk on the beach with my children my husband without having yeah. to get changed. It was yeah. horrendous. Um, 
and they were like, oh, we'll do your bloods. And actually, my iron was low, so I was anemic, which wasn't a surprise because my periods were so horrendous to the point where it was like, actually, I don't know if I want to go out because what if, you know, I remember being in Marks and Spencers looking at things and I just flooded. And I'm like, oh, my husband had to run off to Superdrug or, you know, go and get me something because my period had started in the shop. And it was just, you know, so I was going to them saying, look, I definitely think I'm in perimenopause. You know, I was getting palpitations. Um, My breathing was just, you know, and that's actually why I became a breathwork facilitator because my breathing was so out. Um, So I was telling her all of these things. She was like, yeah, but you're not getting hot flushes. And I was like, well, no. And she's like, well, your period is still regular. It's like, yeah, they're regular, but I'm I'm not even being able to go out. They're, they've suddenly just changed. And even though she was a female in her 40s, mm. she was still like, no, yeah. you, you know, it's... And I just thought, actually, I'm not even going to talk to you about it. So I just kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever, it's fine, I'll find somebody else. But that really surprised me in this day and age, as a woman in her 40s, similar age to me, saying, no, 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 no you know sort of dismissing what I was saying you know no no you're not in perimenopause because yeah. you don't have these two main symptoms which was irregular periods and hot flushes but I had all these other symptoms that were just ignored because it was like well you haven't got these two things it's like yeah oh. so it's really frustrating is, you'll know having worked in the NHS there's such a gap in the knowledge mm. that so many people have you know whether it's nurses doctors yeah. just support workers some of the people I've spoke to actually on both sides of the fence are people who work in the NHS in different cancer and oncology roles and Macmillan and then ladies who've had cancer and that is very scary because a lot of women are going in for treatment for breast cancer whether it's surgery or chemotherapy radiotherapy you know and then maybe taking medication afterwards and at no point in that journey has anyone said to them by the way you are definitely going to be menopausal maybe because it's surgical or treatment related mm-hmm. or even just mentioned it that it could be because of the drugs they take and what happens and that it might not be a permanent menopause you know obviously we don't get into all of this but mm-hmm. it's it's that lack of qualification and, and knowledge and I know mm-hmm. some of the doctors who talk a lot now about menopause and give us a lot of support will say that in their training there might be 30 minutes. It's the same as nutrition, as yeah. sleep, as exercise. All of the things that actually mm. help you to be healthy are not really trained when you qualify in, in one of those medical roles. So I think mm. the message is, as we said, know you. Your cycles are a huge one. My cycle definitely changed in terms of my flow. That's one, been one of my big things. Mm. Know your cycle. Um, even if you haven't got a cycle because of the contraceptive solution you use just be in touch with yourself and being in touch with yourself is really important anyway for health to know what you need mind and body but yeah Mm. just watching for those things that might that might not be the things our mothers and history has taught us with the hot flushes Mm. and you know the moods and the erraticness but lots of the other things that could easily be missed one of the things that 
Go on, Helen. Yeah, I was just going to say, I think the one of the biggest things for me, and I, I see it in clients that I work with, is that loss of self. That was the biggest thing for me. Mm. I just didn't know myself yeah. anymore. Yeah. And I, I, was, I just didn't recognise myself. And I, I remember saying so much, like, this is not me. And mm. I was using that phrase, I don't feel like myself. This is not me to be being like this. So that loss, but uh, still being unsure of where you go with that. Um, you know, and I had to do a lot of work on myself to work out who, who I was and the brain fog and, you know, where I felt really confident in something, you know, mm. maybe delivering a workshop or something. It was like, I, it, I, like I couldn't mm. even read my notes. It was just like, what is going on? Like, yeah. this is not me. Like, normally I'm quite on it. And it was like, I'm reading it. It's not going in. Lack of focus, yeah. trying to read a book, like nothing was going in. And just that overwhelming feeling of being on high alert, just that like edginess, like yeah. feeling that I could be just tearful at any moment. And I think those symptoms can be really debilitating as well mm. as, you know, the the physical stuff mm. of you just losing your confidence. And I've had women that, you know, I work with who have almost wanted to quit their jobs because mm. I can't do it anymore. And, you know, and they're really qualified and, you know, incredible women. But it's been so debilitating that they're like, I can't go into work because I can't focus. You know, I'm, I'm not getting the work done that I'm supposed to be doing. I go to speak to people and I've forgotten their names, you know, and they're almost like, I, I just need to give up. Like, I need to leave my job, you know, and it's, you know, helping them rebuild their confidence. Yeah. But I think that's the biggest thing that I felt in myself and the women that I see is that I just don't feel myself. I've lost who I am and I, I'm, I'm not confident in the things that I used to be able to do. Yeah, and that's very scary, isn't it? And, it and is. I've spoke to women the same who have handed their notice in or have been on yeah. the verge of, you know, they're still debating whether or not they can yeah. continue working. And we know we're hearing lots of figures and, and reports about women who are leaving the workplace because of this, yeah. because some of the symptoms psychologically are really damaging and debilitating but also some of those physical symptoms I met a lady who had severe dry eyes and tinnitus and she was in so much discomfort physically but also then what it caused mentally because she was just struggling to find a solution to be able Mm, to work and she said I've handed my notes in and she was in a very senior leadership type role she was 51 and she was like I don't want to stop working but I'm going to have to and Mm. that was one of the other questions someone had shared which is a huge question, but we're talking about this, is will it change your confidence and how much? Because I think I definitely grew up with that fear of I'm going to lose myself because I definitely saw my mum, like, really, really Mm. struggle. My mum started to really... um, struggle with leaving the house she had panic attacks she had to leave work and she had other health things which now when I look back I think is that peri or menopausal related but yeah I think that's a big fear isn't it that whole lack Mm. of confidence and I know Sam you're well you've been on a personal journey Mm. to really focus on your health and make some changes haven't you and I've seen you talk about the shifts that it's had in in your confidence and self-belief yeah, absolutely, Nicola. And um, so, and that mine started last year on the seventeenth of October. And it was it was interesting to hear Shakira talk about the hangover side of things because I woke up one morning um, 
because I did drink alcohol and um, and I drank quite a lot because of some of the things that were happening to me in menopause. I wasn't aware of that then because sometimes you're not aware of the things that you are doing and why you're doing them because that you're just in it. That was my experience anyway. And um, I woke up one morning and I thought, oh, God, I don't feel very well. And I've never suffered with hangovers. That's another issue for me is there's no off switch because when you don't have a hangover, you don't seem to worry about how much you drink. So I woke up and I thought, oh, God, I feel really ill. Um, And I thought, I didn't put it down to alcohol because, like, you know, I'd never had that before. And then the following day, I woke up again feeling the same. And I just thought, I think it might be the alcohol. I'm going to give up. And it just stopped that day. It was a Wednesday. It was Wednesday, the 17th of October. And I just thought, I'm just going to give up alcohol and see, like, if that helps at all. <laughs> and um, and then from that day forward, yeah, the journey just started. Um and um, so, first of all, I started to feel improvements from the not drinking. Um, so I wasn't getting aches and pains like I had been doing. Um, I was severely overweight. You know, I was very obese. Um, and, you know, I'm still overweight at the moment. But back then I was um, about... 18 stone something I can't remember exactly what it was that's the first time I've said that publicly how much that I weigh (laughs) Um, and when I stood on the scales it was a a complete shock yes I knew Mm -hmm. I was overweight but I thought oh I'm about 14 and a half 15 stone so when it was like that it was like wow that's a bit of a shocker (laughs) and um, so I gave up the alcohol and then I started to look at nutrition and started to walk in January um, and since then I've lost six and a half stone and yeah thank you and um and my life has completely changed beyond any recognition um and I think it started with the alcohol the 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 effect that alcohol has on us when we are experiencing these changes in our hormones um I was not aware of that so if that is something anybody is experiencing at the moment I would say look at your intake and see whether maybe that is something to you know to change um and I did I didn't think that I'd ever like I didn't ever see myself as not being a drinker but you know I I would never ever go back to it now because there is so much joy um in not drinking and so much energy that I have you know um and the experiences that I'm having now uh you know just out outweigh the horrible mm. down low yeah. energy etc that i felt you know this time last year um it's amazing it's, yeah it's well, it's yeah, incredible yeah. to change it, thank you you yeah. helped me with that nicola as well because oh, kind don't... of like meeting you and you coming to talk with me that time and i think that's the thing that's something to take away here is to 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 nourish yourself with people around you you know yes, who um, who have got different experiences to you and different knowledge to you and th- that you can learn from uh, like for instance with you and and your nutrition and then with other people that I know who are alcohol free mm. and mm. and 
also who um know about um strengthening and exercise when you're like me in your 50s then you know all of that helps I think you know with the moving forward so the more that we can be out there chatting the better it is for all of us yeah which is why I wanted to do this and I really hope if you're listening to this and thinking right yeah you know I need to to just know a bit more and chat a bit more and work out what it is I need let this be the start of that because mm. when when you as you say Sam surround yourself with the right kinds of people but also um conversations mm. and content you know we're all on social media it's part mm. of life look at what your feed is made up of and make it a feed that is inspiring supporting yes. educating yeah. because yeah. the reality is as women we are going to change menopause is going to change us and yes there's I think they say there's 20 to 25 percent who don't really have any symptoms but your hormones are still changing and so something Mm -hmm. physically even if you maybe don't feel it is changing and so it's a point in our life where we do have to be very mindful of our physical health and our mental health Mm. but by you know looking after yourself and having that awareness there's so much Mm. You can gain so that question about confidence is I think menopause can impact your confidence and we know yeah. that it does in lots of women and some yeah. women do have very severe psychological and mental symptoms that do have to have a medical intervention and support put in place yeah. but whatever symptoms and experience you have you can make that less difficult and less challenging and make it a more empowered experience when Mm. you do take control I think that's the message is like anything Mm. in life it is what you make it and it it might be a difficult process and I've certainly felt that the last few months I've had a really hard few months but I've always felt like because I know what I know and because I've got good habits in place that I'm in a strong Mm. position to work through it you know and and I have cried in front of the doctor I didn't expect to but I'm human and it's hard but again because I know that I I feel like I can manage my way through it with the right help yes yeah Yeah. and And any last bit bit of advice yeah go on Helen I'll go on, Helen. Yeah, I was just saying it's those little tweaks, isn't it? Those little habits, the small things that you mm. can start to change and look at. You know, for me, definitely getting outside more helped me, you know, doing that walking, changing, how, you know, looking at my breath because that was the biggest thing for me. I just felt so crushing here that I was chest. breathing from here yeah. all the time getting panic attacks just when I was driving along, getting palpitations, suddenly not knowing how to go round a roundabout. I mean, it was like, yeah. get this panic of like, I didn't know mm. which one to come off. And I'd done it so many times. And it's like, you know, that thing of like, what is wrong with me? But being able to just like, take that breath, that pause, to start to change a little bit how I eat, walking a little bit more, you know, the nutrition thing of actually, you know, simple thing of me just changing my breakfast made a massive difference you know I've got young kids as well I've got you know eight-year-old twins so sometimes I would completely skip breakfast sometimes I might just grab you know you think it's a nice healthy cereal bar but it's full of everything I would just perhaps grab that big mug of coffee you know so by changing little tweaks in my day feels like I'm a little bit more in control and that I'm you know these little changes are making a little difference to me so it's being able to look at 
your own daily life everybody is different you know not everybody might want to change their breakfast or their morning routine but the mornings were really key for me because that was where I was feeling the most crap if I'm honest I get up and feel like I've been hit by a bus and it would just be rush 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 so for me just changing that just getting up a little earlier taking it a little bit slower even doesn't matter what the weather is I still open my back door stand outside for a moment take a breath change what I'm eating you know maybe having some eggs or something a bit more protein in the morning rather than just grabbing that cereal bar you know these little tweaks allow you to feel like you're in control a little bit more and that was made a massive difference to me I was like I actually feel like I'm getting control of things rather than this big perimenopause thing sweeping me off my feet and I'm not knowing what to do with it it's those little changes and if you can try and change the little habits like Sam was saying you know not drinking or changing your nutrition slightly walking more they all make a difference to how you feel absolutely yeah definitely I think oh go on I'm just going to add on the confidence thing I know this sounds a little bit harsh but what I do say to probably my catchphrase is menopause is inevitable but suffering is optional and it really is like what we've said about recognizing it and accepting because I think if you don't accept it may be this journey for you because as we know everyone's journey is different that's when it's really really gonna like have a detrimental impact on your confidence when I realized what was going on I was like come on then bring it on like I'm now going to accept this I know everyone's very different Mm. but I just found the more that you accept it it's not going to be easy and like we've all said about those small small changes like for example now when I'm online a lot I'm always standing I'm always like move more sit less and it makes such a massive difference Mm. if I'm doing an Instagram live if I'm on zoom whatever I'm standing because I know for me if I'm sat down all the time aches and pains can't get up my back my knees my this so like we said about those little changes and I think without this would be a whole other podcast it's time to scrap that toxic diet culture all those clubs I won't mention who Mm -hmm. but yeah we all know them we know them (laughs) and they're now firing at our perimenopausal postmenopausal women come and join us this Mm, is whatever free and the catchphrases they use and we've definitely grown up in that toxic diet culture oh definitely that's one of the Mm. things that i'm on a mission to change because as you said Helen, (laughs) you can't start your day with cereal that is not what menopausal women should be doing but even if you just change that one thing yeah it makes such a difference like sam said Mm. even if you don't stop alcohol because i know when you say that to women they're like (gasps) Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'll suffer. But even if you know, okay, I want to have a drink, so I'm going to plan my day the next day that I can accommodate for. Might be on the toilet a bit more, or I might feel a bit like this. It's planning and having that insight, and I think that acceptance. Once you accept your confidence, then you can start to build in your confidence. Like Helen, you said the breath work, mm-hmm. yeah. standing outside. There's so many little things. Yeah. You don't have to have this whole lifestyle overhaul. Yeah but possibly you're working towards it in the long term. Yeah. Just those little things will make a difference. But I'm glad we're all on the same page about yeah. the toxic diet. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, and when I see friends going, guess what, Shaq, I've joined. I'm like, good luck with that journey. <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. about it, all of it, not just the diet. It's about your long-term view on your life. And that's what you've done, yes. Sam, isn't it? You've got in yeah. control. Yeah. And, and yes, do you feel control. as though being intentional about how you want to live has 
led to that extra boost in confidence and self-worth it has Nicola definitely yeah it's 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 helped me to feel more confident and it's actually helped me to realize as well what what I what I want the my life to look like moving forward longer term as well and 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 see things you know and reflect and see things you know maybe a little bit differently than I had been Mm. looking at them as well you know um, Mm. and and even to the point of you know changing some things in my professional life as well you know so and and just being aware that you know um yeah it, it helps you to get in tune I think I think it just helps you to be more in tune with the things that are important to you and the things yeah. that maybe you'd lost sight of through all of that fog um, yes. that actually it's kind of it just it helps you to reconnect with the things that are important to you and then make intentional choices about what to do Mm -hmm. whatever that is for you because it's going to be different for all of us yeah but it's it's about you know just yeah connecting to the things that are important to yourself so that you can you can move forward confidently you know um yeah um, to a brighter uh, future you know a brighter future you know yeah because we all want to live all yeah. of our life as full yeah. as we can. Yeah. You know, we're not here for half of it. And if you think... No, I'm most only halfway women are gonna, through. Exactly. Yes. Most women are going to start perimenopause. <laughs> yeah. If we said early 40s, yeah. the average mm. age we're living to is 86. But women's yeah. health span haven't, hasn't increased at the same rate our lifespan has. So yeah. let's let's embrace that second half of our life. And yeah. I think just to wrap up, the, the big things that... that are coming through is the knowledge and awareness to be informed and to take control yourself of how you feel yeah. Yeah. understand what's going on get support chat like we are share it yeah. the more Keep honest talking. we are whether it's about something as embarrassing or what you think is embarrassing like a dry vagina mm. or it's about you know these crazy mood swings that you're having you chat to your friends about it share all of that and the other things that are really important is the taking control through just the small actions and knowing that Mm. all of those small steps and actions and habits add up to the way your life is so when you change whatever one it is gradually one at a time you'll have a big change you know over time that's the life you're creating for the future and then the self-acceptance self compassion you know that's the, the big compassion. thing isn't it is, is, yeah. yeah is being really aware of it and and giving yourself what you need and for me this today has been amazing I, I you know I feel like I'm full you know I'm brimming yeah. over the top of my cup because yeah. having ladies like you who are so aligned to the way that I feel and think and the passion we've all got to help other women mm. is just incredible and so like we said fill your feed your life with the right types of things whether that's people community your social media knowledge the tv you watch what you listen to what you read everything yes. because that that for me has been a huge part of my journey to grow and become a stronger happier woman so thank you all yes. massively i love it yes let's have a picture we'll wrap it up yes. with a picture i'll share everybody's details in the podcast notes as well thank you everyone thank you so much for listening 
If you've enjoyed our podcast, please remember to hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. It would be really appreciated if you could leave a rating and review so other people can find us and build their own healthy, happy life. You can follow Life Now Coaching on all social media platforms and visit our website at lifenow.uk. Links are in the show description. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation and can't wait to see you again next week for more tips on living healthy and happy right now. Take care.